0: The Gospel is taken from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 15, beginning at the fifth verse. Glory to Christ our Saviour. John's Gospel, chapter 15, beginning at verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain.
1: Good evening. Good evening, church, brothers and sisters. Please have a seat wonderful to see all of you here today and for those who's online dialing in i have some friends who's dialing in as well i've sent them the link so that's the the joyful opportunity of inviting people right during covid 19 pandemic it's a real tough time but yes with technology now we're on youtube now we're uh, global in that sense uh, my name is carl and for those who actually are dialing in, uh, who are just visiting. Wonderful to have you here, brothers and sisters. Welcome. Um, season of joy. Season of joy. Um, normally, sometimes our sermons require a lot of unpacking, a lot of theological considerations. But you know, this sermon today, I don't want to speak at you from the pulpit. I rather engage in a dialogue. Engage in a conversation of the heart, right? So I'll have it a little bit more relaxed. And actually, if you think about this, this is the third out of five. The first, Pastor Carol, two weeks ago, spoke about the candle, the season, season of peace, Shalom. And Pastor Gilbert, last week, spoke about love. Today, we're going to talk about joy. Joy. So this is a pretty straightforward topic, and um, I want to just start with a prayer, and I'll just go right into this conversation with you. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. Father, we love you. Please speak to us, speak to our hearts about the season of joy, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, let me just check. It's a simple sermon, it's a simple message. What is joy? And how do I find joy? I think these are the two messages that I'd like to unpack, to share today. And throughout this week, in the last two weeks, I've been praying about this sermon. I've also spoken to a few friends. Some are believers. Some are pre-believers. To say, by the way, what is joy to you? Interesting. I want you to think about this for a minute. What is joy to you? How do you define joy? Some of them say, oh, it's having lots of fun. Oh, joy is the feeling when I'm happy. Joy is this, and joy is that. So let's talk a little bit about joy. And actually, if you think about it, isn't it ironical that we're in, not the season of joy, are we? We're in the season of the pandemic. I think there's the Omnicore virus that's out now. So, this is a, a tough season to be in for, for not just for All Saints English, but for, for everyone out there, right? The world is going through a lot of suffering. How do we make sense of this? So, um, I, I'm going to anchor this sermon around this simple verse I have told you that my love, my joy, sorry, may be in you and that your joy may be complete john the book of john chapter 15 verse 11 but for cell leaders here i would encourage you cell leaders if you are taking notes i would encourage you to engage your group in the whole book uh, the whole chapter of john 15 because it's fantastic pastor gilbert read a few of those verses there and i, I think that this john chapter 15 It's like a synopsis, a summary of what it means to be a Christian. It's a synopsis, a summary of what it means to be a Christian. It's very well packed. Every word in the Bible, every punctuation in the Bible is important, gives life. But I personally found, as I'm preparing for this John 15, to be a wonderful summary. So, let's jump right into it. I have to first apologize to Pastor Darren, because Pastor Darren in a sermon earlier this year says, You know, if you come to the house of the Lord, no phones. I'm going to actually, pastor, break that rule a little bit and ask you to Google this. So take your phones out, all right? Because isn't that a habit of ours, right? Oh, I don't know what it is. Let me Google it. So let's Google. Season of joy, what do you find? And that's the first message I want to say. Why, Why am I depending on Google? Why am I depending on Google to understand the meaning of the season of joy? Shouldn't I depend as a Christian to depend on the Bible? Absolutely. But when we encounter people on all walks of life, their default is Google. So if you found what I found, what is your conclusion? The conclusion is the first one. This is the conclusion, and the conclusion is powerful. The conclusion is we have won. Brothers and sisters in Christ, if you see it, the season of joy, what comes out in Google is everything about Christmas. So even the secular world recognizes the power of Christ. Even the secular world understands the season of joy. is defined by Jesus. Christmas. The songs that Joel and the worship team were singing. I knew it even before I knew Jesus. So, this is something important to think about. So, we have won. Christ has died. We're winning. Christ has risen, as I can show you in the picture. And it's continuing to be a battle, and Christ will come again. We will win. So, the first message about joy is guys, we have eternity on our side. That is the promise that God has made, our Heavenly Father has made for us. So I'm very excited about starting this season of joy because that's what I did when I actually um, prepared for this. I, you know, Google, okay, season of joy. What does the internet have to say about this? Guess what? We have won. This is a very powerful message. I know sometimes we wrestle with the secular world, but they're not Christians, they don't understand. Don't worry. This is one of those circumstances, situations, that we can say, why don't you just Google it? And then start that conversation. So, what is joy? That's the first question. It is not, who is joy? Because if you want to know who is joy, you can ask Joseph, Pastor Joseph. <laughs> All, right. All right, it's a small joke aside. I, I did get permission from him. But what is joy? All right. What is joy? Defining joy. And so the next slide, I just want you to pause for a minute. I'm going to shut up, which is hard. Think about this, take a minute. What is a moment of joy that you may have experienced in your life? I'm sure it, it brings a smile to your face, it's a little tinkle in the heart. I remember as I was preparing this sermon I had such joy when I brought my, my family, when we could travel with all those, without all these VTLs. And I, I brought my kids and my wife to um, Taiwan, and we were walking on the Taroko Gorge, I think. It was tiring, but we were all so joyful. It was a, a time of unity, a time of fun, a time of bliss. Many years ago, my daughter's a teenager now, but many years ago when I was at the office and she was visiting the office, she said, hi, Papa, and she just came sat on my lap. Until today, I can remember exactly how I felt that feeling of joy. I'm sure all of you, those who may not have kids, may not experience this, but whether you interact with your spouse, your better half, your friend, your buddy, somebody, a colleague, your father, your grandmother, there are moments of joy. I remember also a joy when I was watching my son we we're in a canoe, and we're canoeing. And he was saying, Papa, let's do it. I was, he was a young kid. I was so proud of him. I was filled with joy. So what I'm trying to say here is today is the message of joy is actually a simple message. What is joy? It's, it's a feeling. It's an emotion. And it's personal. It's a feeling. Even non-believers... Even those who are not Christians have experienced joy. The question is, of course, where does it come from? The other question is, how do I find it? Right? So, I hope we've all, all had the opportunity to think about that, that moment of joy. Let's hang on to that moment, and let's just continue forward. Over here, I would like to say that joy is not the input. Joy is an output. It's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And let's take a look at Romans 15. May the God of hope. Fill you with all joy and peace. In believing. So that by the power. Of the Holy Spirit. You may abound in hope. Right there. Brothers and sisters. Joy. Is. By the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk a little bit more about it down. Joy is relational. Our God is a God of relations. He created Adam and Eve for what purpose? To have a relationship. He created you and me for what purpose? To have a relationship. So joy is about a relational engagement with our Creator, with Him. Joy is about having a relationship and that moments that puts a smile in our face, that tenderness in our hearts with our family members. Even when we work together, when we do ministry together or we just have fellowship. I I see uh, my brother Martin there uh, playing bass today. I remember a couple years ago during Christmas time when we don't have to wear masks. I had joy when I visited his house with Lindsay, you know, enjoying our music together with wonderful food. Those are moments of joy. Joy is relational. Joy doesn't have to be contained just to our family and to all saints it should be and it's often expressed through friends through colleagues through your communities so joy is about relationship and it's an experience that's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Nehemiah which is actually in the Old Testament you can see how God actually has blessed people so the people went away to eat and drink at a festive meal to share gifts of food, and to celebrate with great joy. So joy is about celebration, and this is the season of joy. Everyone around the world, even pre-believers, non-Christians, celebrate Christmas. Just yesterday at my office, coming home, there's a receptionist that I got to know in a law firm, and I say, so, are you going to celebrate Christmas? He goes, yes, oh, you're a Christian. Oh, so No, I'm not a Christian, I'm a free thinker. I'm still not sure what that means, by the way. I'm a free thinker, but I celebrate Christmas. Fantastic, how do you celebrate Christmas? I said, oh, um, I have gatherings with my friends, but only five. I said, fantastic. Hey, look, and I, of course, took the opportunity, Pastor Darren says, come to my church if you want to celebrate Christmas at a church, right? So opportunities of joy is everywhere. It doesn't have to be just this season, but... Christmas has been recognized as the season where we are celebrating the birth of Christ and we shouldn't be celebrating ourselves. We should be spreading that joy to everyone. This is a little bit about a personal testimony of mine. Uh, some of you may know me um, since I came to All Saints eight years ago. But before coming, becoming a Christian, I was very focused on my career, on my business and, you know, I took care of my family, so I thought. I provided my wife with some funds for the household, gave my kids good schooling, but I was focused on having fun. Because I thought having fun would make me happy. And I thought once I'm happy, I can have joy. And if I have lots of joy, I will get peace. Well brothers and sisters these are the elements of the emotions but as you read from left to right perhaps this is not joy what i have found is actually since becoming a christian is it's not having fun it's not being happy as pastor carol has said two weeks ago it's about finding peace, seeking peace. And then what Pastor Gilbert said is, how do you find peace? Through love. Once you can acquire peace and love, and the only way to do that in the authentic and the most deepest way is through our Lord Jesus. Once you found that, joy is a natural outcome of that. Time and time again, for those who are suffering, you know what I mean. As a Christian, you could be in the most desperate situation like the Apostle Paul. Chained, beaten up, starving, locked up. And yet, in Philippians, he still had joy. He still had time to write a letter in the dark, dark cave, uh, in a in d- dungeon with little candlelight. He still wrote the book of Philippians there. He still... Uh, ministered to the guards he had joy because he had the power of christ so i'd like to encourage all of us I, i put a little tip in there because i thought you know this should be a conversation here's a tip for myself don't look for happiness don't just have fun it is okay of course but seek peace have love you'll you'll experience joy Where does joy come from as we have said earlier on? I have told you so that my joy may be in you. My joy. Who's speaking here? Our Lord Jesus Christ. So where does joy come from? Joy comes from our Heavenly Father. Joy comes from the inner workings of the Holy Spirit. Joy comes from the encounter with our Lord Jesus. You can see further on in John 16, 24, Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. And this is, of course, a very famous sentence. Ask, and you will receive. So brothers and sisters in Christ, if you're suffering right now, you're going through a challenging time, or it's a particularly challenging season, Ask, and you shall receive. Jesus has not disappointed mankind since the beginning of man. He's not going to disappoint you. And for those who don't know Jesus yet, pray to him. Be prepared to be joyful. So I've spoken um, about, I've used the Heavenly Father God, I've used the Holy Spirit. And I've used uh, Jesus. So, for those who don't know Christianity, uh, we believe in the the uh, Trinity God. We believe that there's God, the Fatherhead, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, three in one. And we know that the God God is the giver of joy. You make me known to the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. We know Jesus is the expression of joy. And um, quite a well-known pastor called John Piper, in my research, I I found this um, short clip from him, which is very powerful. Christian joy is a good feeling. Not an idea, not a conviction. It's not something you... It's a feeling. Not a persuasion and not even a decision. It is a feeling and an emotion. The difference between an idea and an emotion or feeling is that you don't have immediate control over your feelings or emotions. You can't think to become joyful. It just happens. And that is so exciting. So all of us have have experienced joy in our lives. Now it's time that we find out how Who gave it to us? So how do I find joy? Well, joy is not found. It's given. Joy is given freely. You don't earn it. You don't buy it. And frankly, honestly, from my personal point of view, I actually don't even deserve joy. The things I've done in my life to my loved ones, I don't deserve it but it's been given to me. So embrace it, brothers and sisters. And there's four important things about joy that I just want to remind all of us. First, it's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit working in your life, working in the lives of those around you. Joy cannot be taken away. That's the guarantee in John 16. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. And finally, an important message for brothers and sisters here and who's listening in from uh, online. Joy starts with being faithful. Have faith in our King. Once you have faith, try. Try to be obedient. And what does it mean to be obedient? Well, being obedient as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, to read the Bible, to grow in the Word, Logos. To be a believer and a follower of Christ is to pray and spend time with our Heavenly Father. If you love your kids, you want to spend time with them. If you love your parents, you love your spouse, you love your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you love your best friend, you love your... um, Grandparents, spend time with God. Pray. Be obedient. Try to be like Jesus. Pastor Darren has been talking about the season of discipleship. That's what it's all about. Every day, a little bit more of Him and a little less of us. Love everyone. In the Old Testament, love your neighbors. That's what the Ten Commandments say. In the New Testament, Jesus emptied it up. No, not just love your neighbors, love your enemies. Love everyone. And finally, brothers and sisters, as we are a church of evangelism and discipleship. Being obedient means spreading the good news and inviting people, just like our brother Ken has, to our church, to our sermons. And if they cannot come, everybody use WhatsApp, forward it to them. Let them experience the joy that you're experiencing. So the two questions that are discussion questions for yourselves, for your cell leaders, but I'd like to take this away and I'd like you to actually challenge yourself. Is, the first is, how can I be joyful in this pandemic situation? How can I be joyful even when I'm under the most difficult circumstance? No one's life is perfect. Everyone here, everyone who's listening online, there's a part or several parts of us in all seasons that we wrestle with, whether it's school, relationships, kids, for those who have teenage kids, you know what I mean, look into my eyes, right? How can I be joyful even in the most difficult times? That's an important question because that's about discipleship. And the second part, and this goes hand in hand, is how can I speak joy in somebody's life maybe somebody who actually doesn't know Jesus yet maybe I'll end with this um, I knew this song growing up in Indonesia in the villages in the kampung singing this song introduced to me by a missionary I've asked my worship, our worship team to come up and get ready this is not just a song It's a proclamation. So let me conclude. What is joy? It's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit living in you. It is relational, it is emotional, it is hard to explain, but it is blissful. How can I find joy? Don't worry. You ask and you shall receive. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us. He has died. He has risen. And yes, Father, he will come again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.